An apple a day keeps the doctor away. How we have no, not used that how slogan? How have not used that before? A year later, we haven't used that slogan? I oh am disappointed my. in the both of us. Both of us. I'm What is going on, guys? This is Grapples, Two Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to are you looking forward to the NBA slash NHL slash NFL season in the fall? Because right now we have just baseball. Yeah. And we were on that all-star break, so right. we didn't have sports for like a couple nothing. days. I was going out of my mind. I'm saying, bro. So I was like, I gotta watch wrestling now. <laughs> Come on, bro. Are you looking forward to that? Oh, so that much. Full so sports. Much. So much area. I mean, hockey's always been my favorite sport to begin with. Of course. We got Kako. We got Panarin. We signed a bunch of guys. So I'm looking forward to watching the hockey season. Oh, um, I thought you were. I thought you were naming restaurants. I didn't know you were naming actual players. Man, get out of my face. <laughs> you are listening to <laughs> us on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples the Apples. That's Grapples the number two, two. apples. No SoundCloud. Got that. Google Play Music. Yeah, boy. That Apple Podcast. Yeah, boy. As usual. Not as usual, because as usual hasn't been as usual as usual. Yo, that's true. I feel like, I can't remember the last time like we had a, a you and me usual, like the, 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 the dynamic duo podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. The boys are back in town. Yeah, it boy. is your boy. The very sensual. The very doy. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself. Your boy, the Prophet Shades, always joined by. Again, can't do that always. Yeah, not always, right not always. Not consistent. Most right of now. the time, most of the time, every of the time, <laughs> joined by my hetero life mate, Will the Thrill, poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English. Whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, cause that's who I is for you, baby. Because we haven't been as consistent. This is okay, okay. But we're gonna do for you guys. You, you you guys and gals. You, I don't want to be just... That's right. That's right. For you people listening to us, we're giving you not a double dose, but a triple dose of Grapples to Apples this weekend. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Tonight. Into tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Into tomorrow, tomorrow night. <laughs> and then tomorrow, tomorrow tonight. Into tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. We're, we're giving you three guys episodes back to back to back. All the grapples, the, all the apples that you can stomach. All the apples gonna be, that you can grapple. That's right. That's going to be satiated for sure. A, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. How we have Whoa, not used that slogan? How have you not used that before? A year later, we haven't used that slogan? I oh am disappointed my. in the both of us. Both of us. I, you know what? Not me. I'm not disappointed. I'm never disappointed. I should have thought of that. You are I the punisher. That. That's, my, that's on me. You are that's big on me. Pun. You're right. That's on me. How I never thought of that. Man, that should. We need to make a shirt with that. For, yo, we need to like every day when we post something. That's got to be the thing, though. An yeah. apple a day keeps the doctor away. So tune in to grapple some apples. How have we not been doing that oh, since man. day one? That is that is just too much. You know, what? I can't I can't take this. It's blasphemy. Let's ring that bell. Ring. All right, so let's start with some non WWE news. Now this week has not been a crazy week of news. But we got a little zum zum to talk about. Mm-hmm. So this past week was uh, Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary. We got a lot of hype, mm-hmm. a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, the Tessa Blanchard match has been pretty much... I can't go to any wrestling anything 
without Teen Tessa Blanchard in her gold attire with a gold bat. It's like Sammy Callahan. Uh, yeah, right. It's it's been the Tessa show. No relation to Ryan. Stop it. Whose career is now over? I know it's unfortunate. That's sad, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, whatever. Ranger reject. Anyway, former captain, man. Come uh, on. Yeah, he's a former captain. I bro, I have a jersey with this with his C on it. What do you mean? Anyway, Rhino appeared at Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. Now. I didn't watch the entire show, so I didn't catch this, but this is what's been reported. Now, Shades and I spoke about this over the week, and I was like, oh, well, I knew his contract was up soon, so I guess it's up. No sirree, Bob. Right. When did you say his contract was up? July 17th. So, theoretically, he broke... It was a breach of contract. A breach of contract. Breach of, breach of contract, excuse me. And not only that, WWE is notorious for their 90-day non-compete clause. Absolutely. So so he wouldn't be competing until uh, October. Yeah. And somehow he got it on the show, and you said that there's reports of no... Okay, so it was him, but it wasn't him. He was masked, no? He was masked. He had, like, a long sleeve shirt on, mm. masked, so you can... So, so if you're not using your likenesses or your name, then I guess you can get away with appearing. Similar on. to what CM Punk did, where right. he showed up, right. GTS, and then he dipped out the building. Right. It was Rhino, Gore, leave. Okay. So I mean, that makes sense then. Because if he's not showing his face or his name, then theoretically the wrestler Rhino was not appearing on any other program. Exactly. So. Okay. But reports have been um, coming out that right, there's going to be no repercussions for this. Like, right. WWE's like, you know what? It's fine, whatever. You got five days. If this was, like, Dean Ambrose coming out as John Moxley... Right, 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 right. Bigger right. story. Right. Bigger issue. Bigger, right. more more money right. to be made. Rhino, right. eh, not so much. Yeah, this is true. Uh, okay, so then, moving on. Flip Gordon. This dude has spent the entire year hurt. If it's not his one knee, it's the other knee, and now... At the best in the world pay per view, the dude dislocated his elbow. Jesus, like it, uh, flip. Can you be healthy for a bit, please? He is the Al- oh, Excuse me. He's the Allen Houston of wrestling. Yo, fact, fact, fact. He is the Allen Houston of professional wrestling. Right so now. much potential, always hurt. It's insane. But when he's not hurt, oof, he's fantastic. I love flip. Now here's I'm thinking about this right now. I think his contract is up later this year. Okay. This sounds ridiculous. But is there any thought that he's maybe not exploiting, but maybe overselling these injuries to save himself for when his contract expires? Are you saying Like he's... let's say let's say for example his contract is up next month, right? Mm-hmm. And he knows he's leaving Ring of Honor. I was like, he knows for a fact he's leaving Ring of Honor to go to WWE or AEW, more likely. Um, and he's afraid because of his style that he could hurt himself before he gets there. So he's exaggerating an injury to avoid, avoid being injury. injury? Again, this could be like the most farcical thing on the planet. It seems. A little too far-fetched for it to happen. Especially because, let's be real, Flip still needs to make sure his name has heat Because you he don't, you, uh, you'd also don't want to be that guy that's always injured, so why why would we pay you a contract if you're always hurt? But what if they know that it's a... 
it's all, you know, a sham. What if they're in on it? Oh, that's dirty then. Like, then I feel bad for ROH. Like, like <laughs> they're getting shafted. Like, mm-hmm. like that's, 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 that's bad. Like That's true. I keep saying like. I don't know why. That's horrible. That, that's horrible. You're I don't think, think that's the gonna, case. I think like that's such not. an absurd it's thing not. to think. It's not. Let's rewind. Like, I think if you're a professional wrestler, on no planet would you go, you know, my knee's kind of sore. Why don't I pretend it's an ACL injury? And then that way... I won't get hurt. I mean, it's gotta be like doctors. it's insane. Do- no, you, you gotta have doctors on the take and all. The, it's it's so much. Yeah, and then at that you'd have the ROH doctors check them out. Do yeah, the ROH have doctors? Do they have money for doctors? I'm sure they have doctors. Yeah, but after the CM Punk thing, where he's misdiagnosed by a doctor, I feel like we're in a place where if a wrestler tells their doctor, "No, I know my body better than you do. This is legitimately hurt." Yeah, and then if I'm a doctor, I'm like, listen, I get paid to diagnose you, and you get paid to beat each other up, so. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think after, I think in a post-CM Punk lawsuit win world. They're not taking that risk. Right. Okay. I I can agree with that, though. Anyway, it's it's an insane, insane theory on my behalf, but it popped up my head, so why not share it? Moving on. PWG. Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, the promotion run and owned by Joey Ryan, every year has their world oh famous God, critically. Oh no, that's, that's Joey. Uh, Joey Styles. <laughs> that's Never mind. Joey Styles. Every year they put on their critically acclaimed Bola Battle of Los Angeles tournament. This year, so far, or at least this past week, announced have been Bandito and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it's gonna. It, I want to see the rest of the field. Last year, Jeff Cobb won Bola, um, and I remember thinking that I was not impressed with the rest of the field. So I have to look in to see who has and has not been announced yet for Bola. But Bandito is like a fantastic wrestler, of course. And then Orange Cassidy is entertaining because he's weird. His whole like zero effort gimmick mm-hmm. is simultaneously fantastic and irritating. So, see how that works. And then, for me, the biggest announcement coming out of the non-WWE world that came out this week. I was scrolling on, on YouTube on my phone. I'm subscribed to New Japan Pro Wrestling's YouTube channel. And so, in my subscriptions, I get a little notification. I was like, oh, look, New Japan Pro Wrestling put up a video. I'm here thinking it's another episode like The Recount mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's like, no. Which it's are really fantastic, by the way. Love The Recount. I hate Kevin Kelly, but I love The Recount. Right. They just did one about um, the G1 Climax. Did they? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. Uh, so I'm, I, I see it, and it's like a minute and 35 seconds. I'm like, what is this possibly thing? It's an announcement. New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that this year's Fighting Spirit Unleashed will take place over the course of a weekend in three different cities. Where are these cities? Are they like Tokyo and... And some other cities in there, like, you know... Nagasaki. Nagasaki or... Hiroshima. No. No. Are they going to be doing the West Coast again? Are we doing San Francisco and L.A.? No, no. Texas? Nah, boy. We going East Coast. Mr. 305? What? Miami. No, 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 no. We're talking about Northeast Coast. We're talking Massachusetts on Friday. Maine and Rhode Island. Philadelphia on Sunday. Blat, blat. And smack dab on Saturday, right in the middle, is going to be New York City. 
the hometown of Grapples to Apples. Grapples to Apples home base, baby. So one would say that they're in the Big Apple. They are. The these, Big these, Apple. These apple puns are going to on. grapple. We we gotta like we need to milk this. So yeah, so the weekend of September 27, 29, there will be New Japan in Massachusetts on the twenty seventh, New York City on the twenty eighth, Philly on the 29th. I need to get those tickets as soon as they're available, because that's gonna be dope. And they promised like big names, because I think that was one of the issues with, I think one of the California shows mm-hmm. was people were concerned about who was gonna be there. Well, the Carolina shows was like that too. They had like none right, of young right, lines. right, 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 exactly. So in their little one minute thirty five second advertisement, they they were like. All of New we're Japan's Naito, big names. We're gonna have uh, Tanahashi. We're Okada. gonna have uh, Okada, Jay White, the Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God! Another opportunity to watch Will Ospreay. Oh my God! That'd be great. <gasps> okay, I'm sorry. Calling it now. Jay White versus Will Ospreay. Oh my God! Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be really good. I'm fanboying right now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you definitely. <are. laughs> On to some WWE news. Uh, Osprey doesn't work there. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm, no, no, fortunately. Yeah, 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 fortunately, he doesn't. Fortunately, he doesn't. Fact. Roman Reigns mm-hmm. made out like a bandit at the ESPN SP Awards. Yeah. ESPN is putting WWE, you know, well, awards the, in now. This is that award that was made this year specifically for WWE. The best WWE moment. Yeah. And of course, Roman Reigns battling leukemia is going to win. I'm surprised. I, mean, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was surprised this one. I was like, really? I mean, all the other, all the nominees, I'm glad it wasn't Ronda. Oh, winning the the Roman Championship, that would have stunk up the place. Yeah, but I thought for sure Becky winning at WrestleMania should have been the actual winner. No, if anything was going to happen, it was going to be Kofi Blech. Kingston winning it. Because Kofi got a bigger pop than anybody. Well, it's because by the time we got to the end of the night, it was seven hours and exhausted. Yeah, it was a lot more than that. Even Becky was saying how, like, I was watching an interview with her recently, and she was saying how, you know, the show started on the 7th, but her match went on at the 8th. Mm-hmm. Like, it was already 7 plus hours, and everyone was exhausted. I'm like, that's like, why do you do that to your main event? Oh, whatever. That's what we're talking about. Moving forward. Yeah. Luke Gallows, <clears throat> Machine Gun Carl Anderson have re-signed with the WWE. Now this is huge. Mage. Bigly. I don't like this. I don't know if I like it yet. Explain. Because, so, the obviously the reason why they renewed their contracts... Of course. ...is because of where they're going right now on television. Of course. So if they take this in that, in that direction and... Like, do more, I'm cool with it. Yeah, same. But if not, on face value, I don't like it. Because yeah. I think they could do better work back in Japan or with AEW. Mm-hmm. So or face value, freelance. I don't like it. Yeah. But in terms of the direction that they're currently going and where they could go, I'm all about it. I don't like it. 
you did nothing with them with their first contract. You, how do I? How do I? Like Joey and I were spoken about this last week. Mm. How do I have the confidence in you to do something with me in this contract? Yeah. And I mean, so they could they could have it legally written out. There could be clauses in the contract. Could be. There could be clauses. You know, if I'm Gallows and Anderson, and the concern is what you just expressed, which it would be my concern if I'm Gallows and Anderson, I'd put a clause in my contract that if I'm not happy with my creative after X amount of time, I can opt out. Or I'd want it in my contract that I have some sort of say in my, like, creative... You know what I mean? Put something in the contract that gives you some kind of power. They're not going to give him creative control. Oh, for sure not. not. No, no, no. I'm not saying, as I said, some sort of, like, partial. There's no way they're giving them 100% creative control. For me, I'd be like, listen, I want at least one lengthy tag team title run, or if not, two tag team championships. Yeah, but... See, wording like that bothers me. Because you could be a tag team champion for six months and be on TV once. Yeah, look at the uh, look what happened to Kurt Hawkins and uh, Zack Ryder and Zack Ryder. Absolutely right. So I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say I want a lengthy title run. I'd, I'd say put me in good programs and I want to be on TV three out of four weeks on average. So I'm off. If I'm off TV for three weeks, I better be on the next three. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that and with the uh, wild wild card rule that they're still bringing up, they can um, they can have them either on Raw or SmackDown. Exactly. Which I, is why I think, again, with the direction that they're going and where they could go mm-hmm. with the wild card, although rumor has it that's over soon, um, that could be such an interesting way for them to recruit guys. Mm-hmm. You know? But we'll see. Especially with the rumor that they're going to do another draft in October. Jesus. And make it, like, solid, legit, hard Raw and SmackDown brands. But Well, they need to split the brand equally, then. Well, as long as Raw has three hours and SmackDown has two, they can't. I'm talking about when AJ Styles was on SmackDown... Mm-hmm. I enjoyed, or I like, I actually tuned in to watch SmackDown. Well, because the there, writing on SmackDown was good. There's nothing for me to tune into SmackDown right now. I'm sorry. I know people love Kofi Kingston as champion, but he is boring to me. Figgity fact. His championship reign has been boring. So day one. It, it's it's. I'm sorry. It's just not entertaining for me. The guy's throwing pancakes still. Like. <sighs> See, you're saying to quote the Usos, you're saying what I've been saying day one ish, bro. Day one ish, Kofi's not a Kofi's not your top guy. Should never been. So let's 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 move on to some raw, some the weekly programming that we some had to Smackdown. endure. Some raw, some SmackDown. Let's talk about what what hit the airwaves this week. So first things first, obviously ratings went down with the All Star Game, the MLB Home Run Derby and All Star Game. What's so, your boy, my boy Pete, Pete Alonso, Pete, the uh, polar bear, Alonso. the polar bear. I do not like him being in the in the competition because it messes up your swing. And then him and Junior went for like 12,000 hours. Yeah, they, there was no joke. So I just hope it doesn't affect the swing going you know, moving forward. But with the All-Star game and the, the Home Run Derby, Raw's ratings were down because duh. But there's a couple things that I wanted to, to talk about that I think show the, the problems with Raw and where they could go right. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
they've started this whole remember that they're doing this thing where there's no more commercial breaks during matches right so now every match is like a two out of three falls match has some sort of stupid stipulation yes sir so this week they have Andrade and Zelina Vega versus Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins mm-hmm. right now the problem that I have that makes no sense and I, this everyone who's who's been like who does podcasting and videos or whatever has said this it's announced as a mixed tag team elimination match. Mm-hmm. That makes zero sense. Absolutely. That is the most contradictory thing that has ever existed in professional wrestling. What happens if Andrade gets eliminated or Seth Rollins gets eliminated? Then the opposite man can come in and beat up on the woman? That's, what I'm, that's, that's the whole issue. It doesn't make any sense. So, if I'm not mistaken, Becky, elimina- yeah, Becky eliminates Zelina first. So then the rest of the match is just Seth versus Andrade. Which but now then, which turns into a one-on-one match with Becky as his manager now. With Becky just on the apron doing nothing. Yeah. What if Andrade then beat Finn? I mean, Seth, excuse me. Then the only two people left in each team is Becky and Andrade. But it's a mixed match. So, not intergender, so they can't fight each other. So then... They fight to a draw. That's so a draw it, now. It's just, but like, it's so dumb. It is dumb. But that why? Because they need an excuse to do a commercial break. Yeah. So after elimination, go to commercial break. And it just it just it's so like things like that are what blow my mind in terms of the stupidity that is Monday Night Raw's booking. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, we'll go from this from well we'll, talk, well let's bookend this. So we talk about the intro, talk about the, the the way they went out. Was Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns and a partner of their choosing. So the whole night they're looking at people, oh, maybe this person, maybe that person, maybe this person, maybe that person. And they come across this janitor who's got like, who's limping, he's all bummed, and blah, blah, blah. They're like, you're going to be Roman's partner, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars, just stand there and do nothing. Oh, and wear this mask. <laughs> anyway. During the match, this guy, Gary, the goat Garbit. Starts laying into Shane and Drew, and he's doing flippy stuff, and he's getting an offense, and they don't know what's going on. Eventually, they end up getting the W. Who's they? Uh, Drew, I'm sorry. Drew and Shane yeah, get the win. I was like, because Gary Garb, Gary Garba <laughs> didn't get the win. Right. So then, it shows out to be that it's Cedric Alexander. Now, let's put aside the stupidity of the booking, right? Okay. All right, so we have this dumb match of this, you know, janitor and... Ro- okay. What is this supposed to do for Cedric? Nothing. Last week he was part of the twenty four seven title thing. Yeah. This week he's a janitor. He's a mass janitor, losing in a match with Roman Reigns. What does this do for Cedric Alexander? Nothing. He doesn't win. He doesn't get to be himself. He eats the. He pin. eats the pin. Like, what was the point of this? Uh, they're not. They're not going to do anything with them. No, they're not. So like, what? So what is the point? What? What is the point? Why not use any? Like, why? Why Cedric? What is the point? Why not just use a jobber? Or someone from the PC? Why use one of your guys who you've done nothing with, by the way, since calling him up? In, in this capacity. 
His debut match, he loses. Doesn't have a match since. Wins the 24-7 title for about 30 seconds. And then this. What is that supposed to do for Cedric Alexander? I'm trying to think of an excuse, but I can't. It doesn't make sense. It's weak. It's weak. That's there's no there's no other. I just can't, I'm trying like again like you were saying. I'm trying to think of it like why. I'm trying to think of the why. What does this do for Cedric? Oh, now people know who he is and what he can do. So people know people are know Gary, the Garbit. go Garbit, yeah, the mass janitor can lose. To Shane and Drew. And they just pull the mask off him at the end? That's, yeah. Which is dumb. First of all, bad job by Cedric. Because <laughs> Gary Garbutt had his one opportunity to shine. <laughs> and he stole it away from him. So, bad job. Raw continues to be... I'm taking my shades off now. I don't do this often during podcasts. You don't. It continues to be hokey. Yeah. And gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And it so much reminds me of WWE in the early 90s. Somebody on, uh, on social. Oh, Brian Alvarez was okay. like, oh. We are officially in WCW 2000. Ooh, I don't... Is it bad? He said this episode of Raw is the official we are in WCW in the year 2000. I don't don't know if it's that bad yet. Is it... It's not not David Arquette bad. We're getting there. Oh, we were almost there. I think we're going to go away from that direction on SmackDown at least. I, I hope not, man, because... Again, I like to say, like I said, I think this is WWE in the 90s, early Mm -hmm. 90s, Mm -hmm. where WCW has Kevin Nash, Mm -hmm. they have Scott Hall, Mm -hmm. they have Lex Luger invading Mm -hmm. um, AEW. I mean, you know, like that's like, it's the cooler brand. Right. It's the getting busted open. It's the uh, pseudo death matches. Right. It's the unprotected, protected chair shots. Right. It's cooler. Having Mr. Cooler Edge, your older brother. Exactly. Having Cedric under a mask wrestle as Gary Garbit is terrible. Terrible. They they have angles that I'm gonna get into after we cover like cover SmackDown mm-hmm. that uh, somebody on uh, the socials brought up, and I was like, listen, I'm gonna steal that and put it on the podcast because that was that's genius. Mm-hmm. But you have Gary Garbit, a former cruiserweight champion, probably, arguably, the best cruiserweight champion out of that remake. Besides Pac when he was doing, uh, excuse me, Neville, Neville, when he was doing the um, heel thing, the king of the cruiserweights. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, I would say Neville, Neville Cedric, Cedric. and Buddy. Oh yeah, buddy, definitely. Yeah, 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 he's definitely a three. He's not two. He's no, definitely no, no, three. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. And Cedric put on like fantastic matches with Ali and all. These he's other. arguably the most athletic guy on the roster. 
Arguably, yeah. I can I can definitely uh, agree with Talk that. Talk about just sheer athleticism. I think Ricochet hasn't beat by a little bit. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not, I'm not arguing yeah. against that. I'm not arguing against that at all. When I see Ricochet front flip from ring to outside, yeah. land on his feet, and walk by Velveteen Dream, yeah. I was like, okay, this guy, he's got the goods. And I, I mean, I knew he had the goods before yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but... Like, this man is not a man. This man is not a man. But, like, but like the... And my whole, okay, so the rest of Raw, while not as bad or hokey or gimmicky, it was just... It was a wet fart. You have the Miz and Usos taking on the Revival and Elias in a two out of three falls match. Elias leaves like mid match because he doesn't care about this anymore. Lashley versus Mysterio. Well, Mysterio came back. Yeah, it's just an open challenge and loses in like three minutes. Cesaro versus No Way Jose of all people. Yeah, that I don't get. And then taps out in like again another three minutes to the Sharpshooter. The Viking Raiders in a in a squash match against like jobbers. Yeah, and and then. Bailey, this Bailey Bliss and and uh, Nikki Cross thing that is just, I understand. So apparently, Bliss has been sick for the last week or two weeks, mm-hmm. so that's affected their writing for this week. But oh boy, this beat the clock challenge where Bailey struggles to beat Sarah Logan, but then Nikki Cross beats Dana Brooke and just, and the stipulation is now a two on one handicap match and. Nikki Cross is supposed to be a face who doesn't know she's aligned with the heel. So why would she suggest a handicap match? Well, that's a heel move. Helping her friend out? I don't know. But that's not... But she's a face. Blind loyalty. Like, just the... Other than one thing. And even the one thing that I enjoyed about Raw was completely tainted for me. Raw was a joke. Oh, um... What I forgot to mention in the WWE news mm. that really upset it. It really turned me off to WWE, which shows that Seth Rollins, where are your cubes, man? Oh, the shirt? The man's man. But that's nothing to do with Seth. You think Seth has any say over that? That's WWE going, that's Vince going, we gotta make this shirt. It's, it's gonna be such. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. I'm not editing it this week. (laughs) It's gonna be such good. It's gonna be such good. Such good sugar honey iced tea. You think Seth had? You know, Vince. I don't think that's a good shirt. Like, no, that's that's a perfect Seth. (laughs) (laughs) No, Seth had no say. Vince said, "Make sure WWE people made shirt." That's it. So corny, though. I saw. I was like the man's man. I was like, that's it. I'm done. Like, I'm out of here. I was like, F this. We're on WWE's Get the F Out. Yeah, I'm getting the F Out. Thank you. <coughs> so, the only thing I enjoyed about Raw, and again, it was tainted, is we are officially back to AJ, Gallows, and Anderson running together as the club. And as much as I love the three of them together, what did they do? They have both Gallows and Anderson job to ricochet. <laughs> clean. Back to back. Clean as a clean whistle. Clean as a whistle. What? You have one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet in Machine Gun Carl Anderson. 
and he's jobbing back to back. You just signed these guys. They're supposed to be like, how is anyone going to take them seriously alongside AJ Styles when they're getting jobbed out like this? I understand Doc Gallows losing, fine, but I mean, come on. Yeah, because then you can say, oh well, Ricochet's agility beat Gallows. That makes yeah, sense. It's a David versus Goliath, right? Goal, and David usually wins. But what they should, so in my opinion, the, the smart booking for this is you have Gallows versus Ricochet first. Do David versus Goliath. Make sure Gallows gets in a lot of offense on on Ricochet, so that when Ricochet wins, Anderson then comes in fresh on a beaten down Ricochet, and he beats him. Mm-hmm. And then and then Ricochet looks like the um what's it, the sympathetic face, like oh man, he he did so well against Gallows, but just the numbers caught up, and he couldn't you know he couldn't beat Anderson. Yeah. And then AJ comes in, they jump him. Like or you don't have. Gallows went uh, clean. Not Gallows. I'm oh, sorry. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Anderson went clean. Yeah. He has some shenanigans with AJ. Exactly. But I do. He beats them both clean as a whistle. Come on, man. Come on. Unless this leads to them recruiting Ricochet. No, it's that doesn't make sense. Why not? What? First of all, Ricochet wasn't part of Chaos. He wasn't part of uh, so uh, Suzuki Goon. He wasn't so part what? of the Bullet Club. This is not New Japan's Bullet Club. This is WWE's version. This is the club. This is the watered-down PBS version of the Bullet Club. It's corny. It doesn't have to be. It is, though. But it doesn't have to be. It is, though. They, look, Bullet Club started with Prince Devitt, Machine Gun, Bad Luck Fale. Well, it started with just Bad Luck Fale, and then... When Machine Gun came in, that's when they really became the Bullet Club. Well, yeah, the well, they call themselves the Bullet Club as those four. Yeah. So you start Bullet Club with Devitt, Tama, uh, Bad Luck Fale, and Machine Gun. So you start. So already we're, we have a different starting because now we're here with AJ, Carl Anderson, not Machine Gun anymore. There's Carl Anderson and Gallows. So th- we don't have to do the same thing. Just because we have similar ingredients doesn't I mean you had to cook the same meal. Yeah, but it would... Have, so now instead of Fergal, we have AJ. Instead of Bad Luck, we have Gallows. So now we need someone to take over for Tama. And build. Why Why would you not... Obviously they're not going to do it because they see, they see potential in Ricochet, he's a phase, he's money, blah, 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 I get it, fine, whatever. But if we're talking about cool, if we're talking about, man, that's a faction that I want to watch every week, you're telling me Ricochet being a part of that wouldn't be that? It wouldn't. You don't think Ricochet would add anything to being part of the club? No. So what do you want to do, keep it to three of them? I think they need you to need, recruit and make a, it bigger. You need a fourth member. I agree with you with that. Okay. But AJ is your high flyer already. He can, he can do. He's some, not your high flyer. He can do some of the stuff that Ricochet does for sure. But I don't. He's your leader. He's not your high flyer. He's your leader. Just because he can, he can do some high flying. Everyone has their role. You have your heavy hitter. You have your tag team. You have your cruiser slash junior. You have your leader, and then whatever else can be whatever else. You have AJ. You have your tag team. You need a heavy. You need a cruiser. And maybe a woman. That'd be cool. And this is DX. That's every stable in faction, like, since the 90s. Not the NWO. Not Evolution. Not the New Day. 
Okay. Shall I go on? Fair. Touche. 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 Uh, so who would you put in the club? I, I'm trying to think about that. With AJ, Gallows, and Anderson. Who on the roster fits? You, you're not going to like my, my, my answer. Okay. I'm listening. Lars Sullivan. What? He's your powerhouse. He is not. Uh, see, I was going to say he's not Bullet Club. He's not Bullet Club. But, uh, he doesn't fit with AJ Gallows and Anderson. Does Fale f- fit with everyone else? No, he was. He, he was he was the odd guy like oh um, he doesn't wrestle often and when he does it's so weird but he was but he he served as as Fergal's body but he was his bodyguard yeah but Fergal Dev was a smaller guy AJ and doesn't need, need a bodyguard one. right so that's why you, having a bodyguard doesn't make sense I'm I'm not saying have a I'm saying have a heavy Bobby Lashley since Lashley's not doing anything well he's in a program with Braun Strowman. Who's hurt? But they're fighting in Extreme Rules. Is he still? Yeah. No, Jiminy Cricket. He's not. You know he's not going to be on the show, right? Put money on. He's not going to be on the show. I'm not putting anything on anything because you're still having. Uh, As if you and I have had time to do anything. Yeah, you haven't. You haven't came through on that bet though. So let's move forward. The profit is. Man, shut, shut your profit. I should have prophesied this. Prophesied your face. So I don't know. I thought Raw was a dud. Uh, as usual. As usual. I just I hope the club goes in the right direction. I think they need to add guys. I think they need to, like... I know Vince has this weird thing against factions, but they've got to do it. I think that you got to have at least five guys in this thing and let them run roughshod. No. And let people... Let it be people not we don't expect. Because that's what makes... Dude, remember the coolest thing about NWO... Was you had the outsider, and who was the third member? Who was the third member? Who was the third member? Supposed to be Sting. It was supposed to be Sting, but it was Hogan. And Hogan being the third member blew everyone's mind. Imagine if it was the opposite, though. Imagine if Sting, like, imagine how different WCW would have been. Oh, for sure. If Sting was part of WCW. Then you would never have the crow angle. You would never have, like, Sting taking a leave of absence for a year and then coming That's, I mean, I think it worked out for the best because then he got to be the guy who go up against the NWO. So, again, I, I think it needs to be someone unexpected. Braun Strowman. I'm cool with Strowman. John Cena. Anyway, SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown starts off with Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens. In the parking lot. In the parking lot. Yeah. Having a little tuss. A little tussle. And at the end of it... Kevin Owens' lip is bleeding. Yeah. And people are like, yo, that's a blood capsule or that's a blood capsule? Uh, somebody got punched. Because it was real thick in one spot. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, he got punched. You think, you think it was... Nah, real? he got punched. All right. Either way. And Shane McMahon kicks Kevin out of uh, of the, the building. Yeah. Yo, you're gone. Yeah. Get out of here. New main event. Because that was supposed to be our main event, Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens, which would right. probably have been a pretty good match. Yeah. If they give him time. Right. I thought you say that all the time. WWE can have a great match if, if they, they give, give him time. time. So, SmackDown opens. Panning to the crowd. Uh, what the heck is his name? Tim Roberts? 
Tim Robinson. Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. Tim Robinson. <laughs> Tom Phillips. I never remember his name. I remember Corey. It feels so bad, bro. It's like the Jericho thing. Mike Tom. Remember when he was. Oh, yeah. Mike Tom, Jim, Bob. You idiot. <laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> when him and Mike Rome were in the same room at the same time, he's like, You're clones! <laughs> <laughs> So, Todd Phillips? Tom. Tom Phillips opens the show. He's just talking as he usually does. Welcome to SmackDown Live. Live. Blah, blah, blah. We're live from. And you hear, stop the intro. Stop the intro. Cut that music. Cut that music. Kevin Owens, fat lip, some 41. (laughs) Stop. Fat lip, microphone in hand, and he delivers what some in the internet wrestling community would consider... I don't think it's what it is. A pipe bomb. False. It is not a pipe bomb. It's not a pipe bomb. It's a a promo. It's a very well-delivered promo. But a promo It is a promo that no one on SmackDown can deliver except Kevin Kevin Owens. 100%. And he's just... It makes him sick that Shane McMahon calls himself the best in the world that months ago the McMahon family came out and said that we're going to listen to the fans and we've seen more Shane McMahon on TV than anybody has asked for and he's not wrong. Basically he served as a mouthpiece for to the, every wrestling fan. It's like when Shane was face, seeing Shane every once in a while was cool, fun. Yeah. Pop, whatever. Heel Shane... Not the same feeling, which is obvious. I mean, it's a especially weekly, weekly, like every segment of every episode, twice a week. Shane, it's run its course. Five hours of Shane is too much, man. Fact. But yeah, Kevin goes off on the. He's just like, you know, to call yourself the best in the world is an insult to all the guys and girls who bust their butt in the locker room every day. And he starts name dropping. He's like, give people like Apollo Crews a chance, Mustafa Ali, Buddy like Murphy, Buddy Murphy, and Liv then, Morgan. And then they cut his mic. He says Oscar, and then I think he cuts his mic. Oh no, he said Kyrie saying Oscar, and then Shane's like, cut his mic, cut his mic, and then he grabs another one. He goes, "There's more than one mic, you idiot." Yeah, I, I, I was like, "Oh my god." And that was cool. Don't get me wrong. I was like, that, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Cuts his mic off again, and then he, he takes Byron Saxon's headset and starts yelling and at I, the headset. I said that. I was like, if he doesn't grab the headset, they're doing this segment wrong. Right. And he gra- literally just grabs it right off, off his of head. Byron Saxon's head. And I was just like, perfect. And he's like, security. Security comes down. And he the, looks. the absolute laziest security in the world, by the way. Like, that must have been the security that jumped in the ring. When the fan attack Bret Hart. He, they, they were so loud. They, they took their time climbing over the barricade. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was horrible. Make it, look, make it a little more desperation. They had to give Kevin Owens enough time to run away. He's not that fat. No, but like he's budgy and slow. Oh. <laughs> he's not that fat. I didn't say he's fat. I'm just saying. So that starts off raw. And I'm... And that's Smackdown. Because, I'm sorry, Smackdown. If it started off raw, it would have been good. Right? So we're like, yo, this is the first 10 minutes of SmackDown. Like, we're cooking with fire. This SmackDown was last week's Raw equivalent, where it started off hot mm-hmm. and heavy mm-hmm. quickly, 
and then Raw kind of died down, whereas SmackDown didn't necessarily die down quickly. They had some simmering in the middle. But it was like, all right, the steak. Yeah. It's 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 fire on the outside. Right, and then right. when you get to the middle, it's like pinkish. <laughs> but when you move back to the outside again, that's when it starts to warm up a little bit more. Because after, after the, the KO segment, we had Finn versus Shinsuke in a non-title match. And boy, I miss watching good wrestling on WWE TV. And Shinsuke goes over clean. Now, I know some people, some fans were like, Finn shouldn't have, like, how Finn should have gone over, especially because he's the IC champion, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I disagree. I like Shinsuke going over clean. Because if Finn is the top guy and Shinsuke beats him, what does it say about that division? What does it say about Shinsuke as a wrestler? You know, I mean, to me, that says more about Shinsuke than it does about Finn. Finn, Finn is over. Mm-hmm. The fans love Finn. Finn's already the champion. People love Finn. He's a former Universal Champion. It's fine. Shinsuke hasn't been on TV in God knows how long. Shinsuke, when he's been in programs, have not gone well. He's been that tag team with Rusev. He was in the tag team with Rusev. He did the, the, the program with AJ last year, which... The low blow thing. The, yeah, it was too low blow heavy. Like, Shinsuke needs something. So for him to go over Finn clean in a non-title wrestling match, I'm like, let's get it. Even if it... I almost hope it doesn't turn into a program. I hope this is one of many matches to highlight the Intercontinental Division. You wanted to one-off. Yeah. And then next week, let it be Finn versus somebody else or Shinsuke versus somebody else. Let them have an awesome match. Whoever wins, wins. I don't care. I want it to become an actual division, not just... A feud every so often when you need someone to feud against the champion. So you basically like let Finn do the rounds. Yeah, why not? Or Finn, or not, if, even if it's not Finn direct, let it be by proxy. So Finn faces Shinsuke this week and Shinsuke wins. So next week, let it be Shinsuke versus Ali. So Shinsuke's the lineal champion. <laughs> so then, even if Ali doesn't win next week, he has a good showing against Shinsuke. So now you have the three of them kind of like in the same party. Then the week after that, maybe you have Ali versus Finn, and then Finn beats Ali, but then Finn has to, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like something where like... Cyclical. Something cyclical. Something where we have a division that we can look at. Something to chew on. Something to chew on and go, oh, wow. And not force it into a triple threat match right away, because you don't have to. Yeah. But establish a division. And I think that's something that WWE fails to do. I think they go feud by feud rather than solidified divisions. I mean, if they had Ali versus Shinsuke in the title eliminator, and then you had the winner face... Finn. Finn. I'm cool with that. But, like you said, drag it out a little bit. Yeah. Drag it out a bit. There's so many... Let let Buddy Murphy be a part of this. Too early, but I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Buddy hasn't done anything. Right? So after Shinsuke that's versus... Why, that's why I'm saying it's too early for him to do anything. So after Shinsuke versus Ali, let Ali go up against Buddy Murphy and be Buddy Murphy mm-hmm. so Ali can get some heat back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then that introduces Buddy Murphy into the conversation because you know Ali and Buddy Murphy can have a good match. Yeah. And then you'll have Buddy versus Shinsuke. You know what I mean? Like, make it feel like we have some good wrestlers on this show. Because they have good wrestlers on the show, they just don't know how to use them. And make it feel like any one of them can beat any one of them on any given night. Mm-hmm. That's how it. Sh- in my opinion, that's how it should feel like. 
I, I hate going into matches knowing who's going to win. That's my take on it. Most of the night after that was kind of just like filler nonsense, which kind of bothers me. I mean, you only have two hours. You don't need much filler. Right. So they had, again, this stupid Bailey, Bliss, Nikki Cross thing. So they had the contract signing. Um, This god-awful Ember Moon with... um, What what are these? um, Sonya Deville... And Mandy Rose. Yeah. Where Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville continue to, like, make insinuations that they're gay together. Mm-hmm. But, like, super, like, innuendo. She's like, oh, don't worry, it brought us closer to each other. And they look at each other. And then they go back about their business. I'm just like, well, what is the point of that? That's not subtle. You're not being you know, subtle. We don't need a gay storyline. Especially not... For the w- sake of putting a gay storyline. Exactly. If, you, if there's one to be one, cool, I don't care. But, like... Because if Mandy Rose isn't, you know, gay, then you're forcing her into an angle that she may or may not be comfortable with. Have it, you know, be organic. And then what does it say about the LGBT community if Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose end up as an on-screen couple and Mandy Rose is straight? It's silly. It doesn't make any sense. And Amber Moon is just the kid who's being picked on for because they slapped her DS out of her hand or something. Like, it's her so switch. Her switch. Or, yes. This is nonsense. I'm, I'm old. Leave me alone. It's just dumb filler nonsense. The triple threat between uh, the participants mm. in the triple threat tag team match. You mean the the tag team summit that then led into the triple threat match? Summit. So you mean the promo off? <laughs> you mean promos? Tag team summit. Whatever. Anyway, so they have yeah they have the the promos and then we're like. Daniel Bryan says that no one takes the New Day seriously. And then Heavy Machinery is like, we're going to win because blue collar wrestling. And caterpillars. And caterpillars. And <laughs> pretty lady. We need uh, Bizzle here for Where's that. Bizzle, right? <laughs> Big Brother Tucker. Big Brother Tucker. Can't stand that potato. Um, but then, like, the main event was surprisingly entertaining. I mean, any match with Dolph Ziggler could be a great match. Has but, the potential to be a great match, right? For sure, but it was it was a fun match. It wasn't exactly like a technical classic, mm-hmm. but it was fun and like people were involved. And at the end of it, you have you know Kevin Owens hitting Shane McMahon with the stunner, even like he coming from the crowd wearing like a sweatshirt and sweatpants. I was like, oh, well, that's a fun way to go off the air. Yeah, cool. They started off strong, like really strong, and they went off the air feeling good. What I don't like about this whole Kevin Owens Shane McMahon thing. It's too reminiscent of Stone Cold Stone Vince. Cold and Vince. Especially that Kevin Owens finisher is the stunner. Yeah. Listen, it worked then. Yeah, but And for all intents and purposes it's working now. Until it doesn't. Right. And look, the way I see it also, this is keeping Shane away from Kofi Kingston's WWE championship. Yeah. Not that I care about Kofi, but it's keeping Shane away from the championship. That's what I'm happy about. If this is a way to keep Shane far, far away, then by all means, sign me up. Mm-hmm. You know, since we're done with SmackDown, you know. I'd like to bring up that topic that I was talking about earlier. 
Uh, not, yes, yes, yes. I was yes, talking yes. about that. I alluded to earlier. Jamel Holmes. Yes. On a certain Facebook page that we follow, put up a post, mm-hmm. and the post reads as, "I would love it. If, I would love it if they ran an angle where Kofi's kids are being brainwashed from the Firefly Funhouse. I want to use that fact that it's supposed to be a kid show. Now, I want to piggyback off of that. This would be the perfect way." To bring Bray in. I agree. To give Bray a proper WWE, WWE championship, championship run. I agree. Where you have Kofi Kingston lose because his son lost the match for him. Or because he was distracted with his son. Or something to that capacity. Where his son distracts him. Yeah. Because he's brainwashed. Right. And Bray Wyatt hits... Is he going to have the new finisher be Sister Abigail still? We don't know yet. Right. But that would be a fantastic, not even short-term, you could have that like mid-term or not even long-term booking. Mm-hmm. You could have that go for a couple of months where Kofi's trying to get his son. I don't care about the WWE Championship. I, I want my son back, all this other stuff. Um, it, sh- it grows a rift in the new day. And that angle you can push to split the new day where Biggie and Xavier can go their own separate ways. Oh my god, dude. They start this after Extreme Rules. They can run this to Survivor Series. Where the Survivor Series matches Kofi, the New Day, and two other people going up against Bray and whoever else for the sake of like all of this stuff. And that's how you break up the New Day. No. Doesn't work that way. How no? The New Day would have to win that match. Why would they have to win that match? We want Bray looking strong. Bray comes out. Kofi blames the New Day. Kofi's losing it. He's lost his kids. He lost everything. He lost his championship. Nothing makes sense. The New Day was supposed to have his back. They didn't have his back. Hmm. This ha- this has to happen after SummerSlam. Why? He's not doing anything right now. Who? Kofi. He's in a program with Samoa Joe. He's not doing anything right now. He's in a program with Samoa Joe. Put some respect on Joe's name. I love Samoa Joe. But you think this program's going to continue after Extreme Rules? Because I surely do not. What you do is you have Kofi win at SummerSlam. And you have Bray Wyatt come out and attack him post-match. Okay. To set up their feud. Okay. And Hell in the Cell should be a pay-per-view that's coming up after that, a, a little bit after that. Okay. You have... Remember, there's only one pay-per-view between SummerSlam... Two, oh, no, two between SummerSlam that's and That's more than enough. More than enough. Because August, September, October, November, yeah. You have... Kofi take on Bray Wyatt, Hell in the Cell match. You have Kofi's son come in and distract him he loses the belt of hell in the cell he tries to regain it back doesn't work this would would require bray to get some uh followers okay and then you have the new day and another person or another two people and bray wyatt versus and his gang of misfits versus 
them, mm-hmm. and then you have Kofi lose. Man, we should work for WWE because we'd kill it over there. I'm telling you, bro. We would kill it over there. But uh, Jamel Holmes, thank you for that topic because that is something that I, I sat down. I, was, I broke apart that angle myself like, man, if they do this, this, and this, they can do this, this, and that, and that would be fantastic. But they're going to do none of this. Because they don't. They're going to do none of that. So, let's move on to... Predictions? Predictions. Predictions! So, as Shades mentioned earlier, it's going to be back-to-back-to-back episodes of Grapples to Apples, baby. Tomorrow night, or tonight, if you're listening to this tomorrow, tonight is AEW's Fight for the Fallen. Live from Jacksonville, Florida. So, considering that's... And we're not talking about Evolve. We're not doing Evolve. So let's let's do predictions for Fight for the Fallen first. And then we'll proceed for what's on the docket for Sunday. Alright. First match. We have Brandy Rhodes versus Ali. You don't want to do the, pre, the pre-show matches No, nah, I'd like to go in order. I know okay. they have the pre-show on there, but... Okay, okay. I'd like to... I, I'm, I'm more of a 1 to 9 type of guy instead right. of pre-show, pre-show, pre-show. Okay. 1 to 6. Whatever. Who you got? Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. Hmm. Brandy Rhodes, in my opinion, I'm, I'm giving you my prediction, obviously. Mm-hmm. Brandy Rhodes doesn't need a win. This is Allie's first match. Second match. Second match? Leva Bates. Fight oh, first. man. Yeah, that's the second time you did that today. Today. Yeah, you know what? You keep what? confusing her with B. Priestley. Yeah, I do. You know what? I'm going to go... I'm going to go Brandy. I'm going to go Allie. All right. I don't know. I feel like there's a toss-up, and it's Brandy's first match. Mm-hmm. But Allie's a better wrestler. Oh, whatever. I'll go Allie. Who cares? Yeah, it's Brandy's first match. That's the only reason why I'm like, yeah, all right. Fair enough. Cool. I'll go against you. It's fine. Second match that we have listed here is The Cleaner, Kenny Omega, versus Shima. Gonna be a good match. I think Kenny's gonna go over. Kenny's definitely going over. I think Kenny's going over. He needs to build momentum into going into uh, his Moxley yeah. feud next yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Alright, so there's that. Third match. We have. This might be the main event. It's very possible. I think it will be, actually. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be the main event. We have Cody teaming up with not a friend, not a partner. His brother. Brother! Dustin Rhodes to take on another brother duo of Young Bucks, Matthew Jackson, and Nicholas Jackson. So the Rhodes brothers versus the Jackson brothers. Yes. This is a tough one. Yeah, this is a spicy meatball. So on, I think it was this week's episode of um, Road to Fight for the Fallen... Where the Rhodes brothers cut a promo together against the Bucks. I'm like, man, these guys are so good. So good. So I don't know. You have, like, the young Bucks are, like, super athletic, high-flying, one of the best teams in the world. But then you have Cody and Dustin, who are, like, riding a high right now. Fantastic wrestlers in their own right. I think the smart play, if we're talking logically, is it's got to be the Bucks. Yeah. 
because they've been teaming together like every day for the last like X amount of years. Not that Cody and Dustin haven't tagged together, but they haven't done it in like what half a decade, if not more. It's been a while. So logically, I I want to go with the Bucks. I was gonna go with the Bucks also. But then why why have that whole angle? Like I don't need a partner. I need my brother. I mean that's just to set up this match. Some people were interested in this match. So and apparently Dustin didn't know he was gonna do that. Yeah. Wow. So I'm gonna go with the Young Bucks okay. beating uh, beating Dustin with the Meltzer driver. Oh man, that hurts. That hurts my heart. Cody can't eat the pin. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Or it's it's Dustin eating super kicks until he crumbles. Until he crumbles. <laughs> like sand through the hourglass. So are the days of Dustin's lives. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was yeah, good. It's the days of our lives reference for you uh, young one. folk out there who are listening that don't know that. Just saying. Next match on the docket. Adam Hangman Page. Hangman Adam Page, however which way you want to call it. Versus Kip Sabian in his first match in AEW. To me, this is a no-brainer. You don't have Hangman lose before the paper. You can't. Wins. You can't. Hangman has to win. Hangman wins easy. Yeah. Squash match? No. No? A solid seven-minute match. Okay. You gotta make Kip look good. Okay. In my head-scratcher match of the night... This, this tag team this is so weird. Oh, it's going to be in the pre-show, really? Yeah, this is an actual wow. legit pre-show match. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allin, and Joey Janela taking on the team of MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. What? <laughs> <laughs> the three hardcore guys, the three deathmatch guys, the three guys who are like known for being bat-poop-crazy. Versus MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. I'm going MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. Yeah? Just because any of those guys on the other team can eat the pin. Yeah, but remember, MJF and Sean Spears are beefing right now because Sean Spears hit Cody with a chair shot. Well, there, there, there was an angle. I'm not an angle. There was a post that I saw on a Facebook page that they're like, you know, MJF can really play up to that, like, oh, he's a jerk, but when Cody's around, he's a good guy. That's what I'm saying. And then he can be the one that hired Sean Spears to attack Cody. If that's the case, we're not doing it right now. No, that's going to be a, like ways, ways ahead. Right. I'm go. I'm going the hardcore guys. Okay. I'm going Jimmy, Darby, and Joey, especially because Darby had that fantastic showing against Cody, and Joey Janela is Joey Janela. Oh, we never brought up the uh, Joey Janela fight over the. Excuse me. <sighs> The, the quote-unquote quote altercation <laughs> between Joey Janela and Enzo. Do you want, you want to do this now? No. We'll go, we'll go afterwards. Right, after ap- Before Extreme Rules. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with the... The hardcore the, trio. Yeah, the fearsome threesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to stick with MJF, uh, Sammy, and Sean. Okay. The following match we have here... <laughs> Is SCU SoCal Uncensored this time being made up of Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, which has been their most consistent like yeah because CDs are singles guy yeah versus 
the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. To me, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, the, you, Lucha you, Brothers got to go. Yeah, over. you definitely go Lucha. They haven't really won. Yeah, so they have to win. Right, right. They definitely have to win. Agreed. Next match is also going to be a pre-show match. Mm-hmm. Sunny Kiss versus Pete Avalon with Leva Bates. So what's interesting about this is like you and I tend to lean on the oh it's their first match. This is both of their first match in AEW. I have Sunny Kiss winning for the reason why you had Leva Bates losing. Um, Leva Bates is going to get it, uh, Peter is going to get distracted by Leva, and Sunny Kiss will pick up the victory. That makes sense. That I'm cool with that. I will uh, piggyback on that, and yeah. Let's see what. Oh, this. Okay. <laughs> the Dark Order. You know that tag team that keeps showing up that no one seems to care about. Uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson versus Angelico and Jack Evans versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in a triple threat tag team match. Uh, This is to advance for an opportunity for a first round bye in the AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament. To me, this is only... You know what? There's only one team that needs to that can win this, and that's the Dark Order. They have to win this. Because if not, then there's absolutely zero threat to the Dark Order. They need to win this. Yeah. At first, I was thinking as a fan, mm-hmm. I was going to say, oh, it's got to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Yeah, I mean, I'm I if Jungle Boy's on the card, I want to pick him all the time, because right. I love his... That's what I'm saying. But then I think about it, and I go, wait a minute. The stipulation is there. Okay, I know they're high on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, but you also have Angelico and Jack Evans who are a tag team. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, the Dark Order has not gone over. Like they have in the two things that they've done so far, they have not gone over with the crowd at all. Nope. If they, and this might be their last chance to get over, they need to perform in the ring. I agree. Stu Grayson needs to show out in the ring. If, if they can win over the crowd in the ring, then they might have a shot at getting over in general. Mm. So, yeah, I'll go with you. I'll say the Dark Order. Our main event. It's not the main event, you buffoon. <laughs> Our pre-show main event. <laughs> Britt Baker and Riho versus B. Priestley and Shoko Nakajima. I'm very interested in this match. I'm a fan of Britt. I've always been a fan of B Priestley. We've seen Riho's been killing it. Yeah, she I, every time she's been. Has on she AEW. lost the match yet? I don't think so. In AEW, I think she's two and zero. Yeah, she's twenty two years old. Crazy, right? Super crazy. I think I know who's gonna win, but I know who I want to win. B Priestley's gonna win. No, I want B Priestley to win. But I think it's going to be Britt and Riho. Yeah, I was going to pick Britt and Riho because Riho has been tearing it up. Right. And um, it's Adam Cole's Bay 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 Bay. Right. Yeah. Well, B Priestley is Will Ospreay's Bay Bay. So? So why does Adam Cole's Bay Bay matter? Because it's Adam Cole's Bay 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 Bay. Fair enough. Adam Will. Cole Bay Bay's Bay Bay. I mean, Will Ospreay, he's, he's, cool. he's the aerial assassin. He's cool. Yeah, he's cool nickname and all, but you don't have the catchphrase guy. But he's Will Ospreay, though. Yeah, but... He's the aerial assassin. Adam Cole Bebe 
It's big, big. No, I, I get it. And I'm with it. It works. I think I was the first one to say it. But no, I'm just saying. No, you called it Adam Cole's baby. Are you sure? Yes. I'm not the one. I didn't say Adam Cole baby's baby. No, you said that's Adam Cole's baby. Okay, that does sound accurate. I just said Adam Cole's baby baby because I stuttered. <laughs> so I'm going Brit, uh, Britt Baker and Rio. I think Britt and Rio are going to win. It's, okay. it's officially my pick, but it's not who I want. Okay. So that is the fight for the fallen card. That's Let's, taking place on Saturday. Saturday night. Yes, sir. On the Bleacher Report, um, Bleacher Report app? Live app? Yes, sir. So if you don't have it, you might want to download it. It's available on all the streaming devices. So if you have a, a, a Apple... What's the Apple device called? TV. Apple TV. If you have Google Chromecast, Amazon Fire Stick, or Roku like myself, just download it. Easy peasy, one, two, three. Make an account, and you're in there. This pay-per-view is not free. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? It's another freebie. Oh, I thought it wasn't free because they're, they're, you know, the proceeds are all going to... Yeah, any and all proceeds as in, like, the gate. Okay. Stuff like that. Oh. Any ticket, like, you know, merch sales and stuff like that. Okay. Ad revenue, any of that stuff. That's dope. Yeah. All of the events proceeds will be donated. That's nice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure all of the Bleacher Report stuff is going to be free. Hmm. Except for, like, the pay-per-view. The pay-per-views you can buy, purchase on Bleacher Report like we did for Double or Nothing. But those are going to be considered pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So they're either going to be called uh, Bleacher Report live streams or they're going to be called pay-per-views. So this is just a charity event? Yeah. Okay. Which is why I was so disgusted with WWE, WWE putting out Evolve on yeah. the same night. Let, let's cover Joey Janela. Okay. And Blink-182... No, Blink... Uh, Blink-182! And, and Enzo getting into an altercation at the Blink-182 concert. Oh, God. Reports are that Joey Janela went up to Enzo and just tried to shake his hand and introduce himself as, Hey, I'm Joey Janela, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Enzo slaps his hand away and he's just like... And squares up. I don't care who you are and tries to square up with him. And in the video, Enzo is talking a big game, but he's backing up the whole time. And then when he starts to push towards Joey Janela, Janela backs up in the fighting stance that almost completely imitates Mike Mizanin's dad. <laughs> Where he's like, hey, I don't know how to fight unless you're hitting me with a fluorescent tube. Like, <laughs> And then when Joey starts to like kind of inch towards him, mm. Enzo moves back again, and it's just a bunch. It's an expletive written like, "Which I'll f you up. You're a p. Blah blah blah. It's you don't want to mess so with ridiculous. me." And I'm just like, "Enzo, you're such a punk, bro." He's, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. He's a skid mark on professional wrestling, on the underwear that is professional wrestling. And you know what's funny? is like, I used to listen to his shoot interview. Like, uh, he's got some stuff to say. Yeah. Not bad. Not terrible. You know, not good. But he's got some stuff to say. He's a buffoon. And, like, it's... 
I was an Enzo and Cass fan. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were in NXT and then when they got called up, I was hype. I was all about Enzo and Cass. I was never a fan of this. I know you weren't. But I was all about it. You know, they'd come out and do their shtick and I did it along with them. I mean, I did their shtick along with them, but I was just like, <sighs> in the ring, I was like, they leave so much to be desired. They're no- there's nothing there. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they were never from, like. They could cut a fantastic promo. Right, they were never really like in ring generals or anything. Yeah, they're not the rockers. But, but they were they were <laughs> the entertaining as, a, as, a, as an act, and I was about it, you know? Yeah. But then they split him up, and then Enzo started running his mouth, and then he got, his head got too big for his own ass. And, I, and then the the stuff with the women, uh, whatever. She dropped the charges, he, so... He was acquitted of that. Whatever. She fine, fine, fine. But then, the way he's acted since then has not redeemed him in any fashion. Uh, total total D-nozzle. Like, For sure. Total D-nozzle. Like, he, he's... Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> Uh, Ken's, I mean, Kenzo. Cass is a little bit more redeemable. You know, the guy, he opened up, and he was like, listen, I was like, after all this stuff happened, I had some alcohol issues, I went through depression, I was struggling. Like, I almost feel for Cass. I know. You know, he got to a point in his career, and then it all kind of just went away, and he struggled to deal with it. And his friend, and his girlfriend, like, it all fell apart on him, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But Enzo's just... Well, just this, a walking turd. Yeah, I mean, this just shows why ROH did that, yeah, that jump thing, and then did nothing with them afterwards. Yeah, because no one wants to deal. No one, no one wants Enzo. Yeah, absolutely. And what's what's mind blowing to me is similar to when we did, were interviewing people at WrestleMania. I was going to some of the socials, and there are some people who want Enzo on their TV screens. Yeah, and I don't get it. Like, oh, Enzo was so good on the mic. I'm like, yeah, but he's a trash human being. He's also a terrible wrestler. Awful. It's like, if if this is a fighting game, promo work, 100%. Fighting work, 10%. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I just, I, I don't like Enzo as a person. And so because of that, I could care less about his wrestling career. Yeah. And the, the dude comes to shake your hand and so you slap it and square up. Who does that? Like who? You who held, does that? You held one title in the WWE, and not even for a long period of time. I don't like whose meant whose brain operates that way. Hey, how are you doing? Slap, square up. What? He thought he said that he thought that Janela was a drunk fan, and he's like, square up, blah blah blah. And then they're beefing on Twitter. And Joey Janela's like, listen, I'm over here right now. If you want to come and do this, we can do this. Yeah. I was like, Enzo, do you really want to fight a guy who participates in death matches for a living? <laughs> he doesn't mind hurting his own body. He'll hurt yours. I don't get Enzo, man. I don't get it. But anyway, let's... This, this, I'm going to end on this. Okay. This is just to keep him relevant. That's it. The dude's gonna die of a drug overdose in the next ten years. We don't know if he does drugs. You can't say that. Doesn't matter. He's a type. Ah, that's a little, little, little dark, my guy. Just a bit dark. You never know. Let's move on to extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to extreme rules. Let Let, let me open this up. Let me let cool down, Mister uh, Thrill. I'm sorry. Too it's much, hot. Too much of the thrill going on right it's now. It's hot. And you brought up Enzo, and it's hot. Because they don't have any pre-show listed here, I'm going to name 
the one and only Extreme Rules match. Oh my Four god. Four Extreme Rules. We only have one? Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch defending their ta uh, tag titles. Huh? Might as well be. Basically. Their intergender tag titles. The Universal Ta Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. The Raw Universal Championship. Exactly. Against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. In a last chance winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match. That is a mouthful. All that's missing is the elimination part. Exactly. If you think that Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are going over, you're out of your bird Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah, Dad, move on. Uh, so we have the the two dogs, the two big dogs, the big dogs of the chain yard, of the yard, the big dogs in the yard, Taker, old dog, Roman Reigns, young big dog, versus <laughs> Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Sweaty dog and uh, <laughs> Scottish dog. The Scottish dog and sweaty dog. Best of the world dog and... Um, Shane McMahon dog. And <laughs> McIntyre's uh, in a no, in a no holds, holds barred match. How is that different from an extreme rules match? I don't know. I don't know. Like like a no holds barred match. Can you just like crotch punch your opponent until submission? <laughs> I think you can. It's so dumb. So I'm of two ends here, but I'm gonna go hear me out. Shane and Drew. I was I'm going the same. Actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was going to have Drew be Undertaker. Yeah. Yep. I think Taker's eating the pin from uh, Claymore. Yep. Because if you have Taker pin Drew, it's going to kill any and all momentum this guy has. Yep. How can you clean up the division if you can't clean up a 53-year-old man's, like, Depends diaper? Get out of my face. Damn. Kofi Kingston. Samoa Joe. I have a championship. I have a rule set in place. You're going. I gotta go Samoa Joe. My rule was I will forever go against Kofi Kingston until he drops it. I have to stick by it. I'm going Samoa Joe also, just because I want to see Joe win the belt. Fair enough. The following match is this handicap match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Doesn't make any sense. How can you have a handicap match for a singles title? Anyway, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Bailey. 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 That's, that's <laughs> it. Like, everything for here seems like a no-brainer. Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, Cruiserweight Championship. Gulak. My man, Drew Gulak with the Gulak. For sure. For sure. All right. The environmentalists, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. The new Daniel Bryan. The new Daniel Bryan. Yeah, get it right. And Redwood Rowan. The big Redwood. Versus the New Day and Heavy Machinery. I'm going the environmentalist. So am I. But I want the New Day to win the titles because I know that Kofi's going to win. I just don't want Kofi to win. Mm. And then they can have all the titles. Yeah. At least until SummerSlam and then Kofi loses the belt. <laughs> Alistair Black versus Cesaro, which... Can be match of the night. I think this should be so much fun. I'm going Alistair Black. Oh, for sure. No brainer. Without question. Cesaro's going to fade to black. black. Oh, God. U.S. Championship on the line. 
as the one and only Ricochet defends against the phenomenal AJ Styles. I got Ricochet. Uh, Keep this feud going. Yeah. But it's going to be Ricochet. Yeah. I'm sorry, AJ. I'm going Ricochet. Yeah, it is what it be. Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley. In a last man standing match that I called last you did. week. You called it. You called it on the show. I was listening to it on the bus ride back from Boston, and you said those exact words, and you were right. Because Braun Strowman's going over. Yeah, why not? I'm cool with that. And the last match listed here on the card is the Raw Tag Team Champions, The Revival, defending their championships against the Usos. Usos? The Usos. Any more? No, I'm good. I got what up, Oos? <laughs> what up, Oos? Nah. Nah. No. Like, yeah? No, like, I got what up, Oos. Like, oh, 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 what up, Oos? Yeah, because you didn't say what up, Oos. What up, Oos? My bad. I'm going to Revival. I was about to say, I thought you were going Oos. No, 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 no. I'm going to Revival. Shadow Machine, baby. Which is the best name for a tag team move. Oh, I love it. The Shadow Machine. Magic Killer. The mag- I love the Magic Killer. Um, I feel like the WWE on these like B-Bit reviews, like throwing in one random like tag. I mean, one random title change. Yeah, I feel like this could be it. I hope it's not. Yeah, I'll go with Usos. I'll go Usos. You go Usos. I'll go Usos. All right. All right. This Usos. is this is kind of like my throw it out there and see what happens kind of pick. You know yeah. what I mean? See if it sticks. Yeah, I'll go with Usos. Alright. I mean, that is AEW's Fight for the Fallen. That is WWE's Extreme Rules. Why does one show seem a lot more interesting than the other? Uh, (laughs) I will not say which is which. Well, one seems like it's going to be a wet fart, and the other one's run by AEW. I mean, Take his home. <laughs> <coughs> so that's going to wrap up our episode this week's Grapples to Apples. We got some predictions we threw your way for Fight for the Fallen and for Extreme Rules. As usual, I've been one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life, Marita. Man, Yawa, the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Straight to the top. Your boy Shades. Your boy. Don't forget to listen to us here on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. It's Grapples the number two. two. Apples on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment, like, uh, rating, something of some kind because it really helps boost the profile of our show. Don't forget to look us look for us on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Those Grapples the number two Ooh. apples. We're on there as much as we can, sharing as much as we can, giving you as much info and opinions as we possibly can. Until tomorrow. That's right. You only got to go about 24 hours to get more of us. Because what, what, what is it? What is it? What? The, the a- a- apple a day? 
keeps the doctor away. Away. We will catch you tomorrow. Peace. Peace and love.